Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I woke up in a dark basement. There was a swinging lamp above me, and I had a throbbing headache. Suddenly, I heard a voice behind me. So... How do you want us to take you back to your dad? In the trunk of a car? Or in a box? Hi, Milton here. If you're not subscribed yet, remember to subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up and hit that notification bell icon to show your support for me. Natalie ruffled my hair and planted an ironic kiss on my head. <laughs> Relax, loser. I'm just kidding. My dad's on the phone with your dad right now, and they're discussing terms. Last thing I heard, it looks like we're gonna get a pretty good price for you. I knew you'd come in handy at some point. I wiggled in my chair and tried to break free, but the rope only dug into my wrists and my chest. Don't even try it, stupid! From a corner in the room, Penny appeared, and then she whacked the side of my head, sending my headache throbbing even more wildly. I personally tied those ropes. You're not getting out until I want you to. Just then, we heard a commotion break out in the next room. There were men shouting, and I heard my adoptive dad yell, What are you doing here? And then, the door of the room they were keeping me in got kicked in. It was Sophia, and behind her were a number of ladies in suits. Sophia untied me while the ladies in black held down Natalie and Penny. She walked me out of there and I saw my family and James all tied up. I could have just ignored them and let that be my punishment enough, like Sophia suggested. But no, I had enough of them. My whole life, they did nothing but try to take advantage of me. And this was the last straw that broke my back. As soon as we got home, I informed the police of where they were and what they did to me. With Sophia's help, the cops sprang into action. And no sooner had my family and James thought up of a plan to become instant billionaires did they end up all together in jail. I got my things from the old house and made my way to the apartment that Sophia and I were going to share. And with much fanfare and undue stress, 
my college reboot began. Hey, not many people start their college careers with a kidnapping, but I'm kinda used to my life being eventful at the least. The night before my first day back at school, I couldn't sleep. I wish I could say it was out of excitement, but I was completely dreading it. School brought back some horrible memories with it. Sure, there were awesome times too, but the bad outweighed the good. The moment I stepped into campus, my brain reeled. I was having flashbacks. I saw myself walking into my first day of high school. Braces, oversized charity shop shirt, glasses that were too big for my head, and a bag filled to the brim with secondhand books. I was a nerd and poor. Prime target for any aspiring bully. Those vultures picked on me like the fresh meat that I was. From my first day to the day of graduation, my bullies made sure to remind me that I was the lowest on the totem pole. They called me names, they stole my lunch, they dunked my head in mud. They even forced me to fight them even though I really, really didn't want to. And when we got found out, I got detention right alongside them. And of course they used that time in detention wisely by torturing me even more. There was a boy I was really afraid of. His name was Jeff, and he hovered over me like a hungry hawk. Even if I caught a glimpse of him from far away, I would reverse directions and run. Jeff was my boogeyman. He made up all sorts of stories about me. He beat me up and once locked me in a garbage bin. Those large ones at the back of the school. I had to spend an entire night in there in a pile of discarded fruit and unfinished servings of sloppy joes. The most disturbing things he did was when he convinced everyone I'd died from some horrible disease. He took my phone and posted the news on all my social media, and everyone believed it. My family just laughed and didn't do anything. They even played along. And the worst part was, the following Monday when I showed up to school and people discovered that it was all a hoax, some people still believed I had a disease and wouldn't even come near me. But this isn't high school, Milton, I told myself. There's nothing to fear. Sophia was by my side, and surely college was way different than high school. Think of the good things. My inner monologue was right, I thought. After all, it wasn't all bad. Even though some people were horrible to me, there were times when I actually had some great memories. Like that time I turned from ultra nerd to womanizer overnight. My braces came off, I got contacts, and I finally got some money to buy my own clothes. And just like that, I walked into school a new man. Everyone stared, especially the girls. I had no idea why at the time, but it made me feel good. That first day, three girls approached me while I was having lunch. Just out of nowhere, those girls asked me if I wanted to go to the prom with them. The only time anyone's ever approached me at lunch before that was when they wanted to ask me to leave or when they were making fun of me. Girls were all over me after that. Kayla, who I've had a crush on for as long as I can remember at the time, suddenly talked to me. And it wasn't just her. Every girl who I thought was beyond my reach was suddenly into me. And then there was Lyra. I remember her like that night was just yesterday. I'd been really great friends with her since our first day. But she's always had her eyes on some other guy. That night she danced with me in her beautiful dress and me and my rented tux. Lyra wanted me to dance with her and kiss her to make her crush jealous. 
Only, it didn't work. What did happen was that she fell in love with me after that kiss. And she was kind to my first girlfriend. Only, we didn't know if we were really a couple at the time. And before we could even graduate, Lyra had to move away. I was in my memories when suddenly I was jolted back to the college campus I was walking in with Sophia. Someone had screamed. Maybe it was PTSD from all the stuff that's happened to me, but I instinctively ducked. And Sophia giggled. It was nothing bad, some girls in the distance were yelling as they ran toward us. Oh my god! It's Milton! Milton! Sign my books! Milton! Meet my parents! A crowd of gushing girls surrounded us, and they all wanted a picture with me. Once again, I was confused. I was just this random nerd who tried to run for mayor. And now all these college girls were treating me like a celebrity. Turned out, college was not much different from high school. And I knew that because far away, leaning in one of the trees was a guy I thought I'd never see again in my life. It was Jeff, and he was looking at me intently, as if he was some leopard sizing up his prey. I heard Jeff got held back quite a few times, and that's why he was still in college. The crew he hangs around him are younger than him, and so he naturally became their leader. One day, he tried to bully me again like he did many years ago. Only this time, the tables had turned. You're looking like a big shot now, eh, Milton? Oh, hey, Jeff. I see you haven't changed one bit. That seemed to annoy him, and so he picked me up by the collar and started speaking so close to my face, I could smell what he had for breakfast. I see you've gotten yourself a backbone, too. But before he could go any further, Sophia stood from the chair beside me and kicked him in the shins. He immediately dropped me. Several of my bodyguards who were disguised as students appeared out of nowhere and pinned down Jeff's crew. And from then on, Jeff never bothered me again. In fact, he begged to work for me. I accepted, but I put them to work by volunteering them to be cleaners for the school. They picked up trash, scraped off gum from under the tables, and cleaned up graffiti on walls. At least now, Jeff's influence can be used to do good. In one of my classes, there was a girl who I started having a crush on. Her name was Leah, and she was so hot. She made me confused about my feelings for Sophia. I knew she was basically family, and I tried to stop daydreaming about her too much. So instead, I chose to pursue Leah. She was hot and cold, though. One day, she'd be all over me. The next, she'd give me the cold shoulder. And the girls that always buzzed around me weren't helping either. There was always someone trying to snap a pic with me or get my autograph. And Leah was fiercely jealous. But they're not doing any harm. They just want a picture. Still, I don't like it. You're just going to have to learn to tell them no. I have an idea. Why don't you come over tonight? My roommate's making ramen, and our dorm manager's out of town. You know, it might be fun. She'd never invited me over, and it was a known fact that her roommate had a crush on me too. What was she suggesting? It was okay if the other girls who were into me are her friends? I went to her dorm that night really nervous, and when Leah and her roommate opened the door wearing short shorts and oversized shirts, I was done for. What I didn't know was that they had the whole place bugged, and every move I made was being taped. They made me cuddle with them on the couch as we ate ramen and watched anime. I got really uncomfortable, 
but every time I tried to leave, they'd pull me down. The next morning, Sophia woke me up with a sharp slap. It was all over the news. Pictures and videos of me all cuddled up with girls on a couch. Mayoral hopeful serial womanizer, the headline said. It was a scandal. But why? Who could have done this? I remember five years ago, if you would have asked me if I could imagine myself living a life like this, I would have answered no. Back then, I was just Dalton, a simple guy who lived a simple life, working 9 to 5 as a car wash attendant. I had a girlfriend then. Her name was Whitney. We were happy. For a time. Until she got hooked on reality shows. From that moment on, all she wanted was to be one of those girls. Spending money and owning stuff she didn't need. She didn't work. Not that she couldn't find a job, just that she didn't feel like it was befitting of her. I started working while going to high school. I didn't have the luxury of the pride that Whitney had. We were poor, and I needed the money to help my grandma. But with a girl like Whitney as my girlfriend, I only got to keep half my pay. Sometimes, I would even be flat out broke because of her. Whitney loved her shiny things, and she made it my duty to give them to her. If you're not buying me gifts, are you even my boyfriend? She would always say she'd leave me if I didn't give in to what she wanted, and I was afraid of losing her. I always thought she was special, and she had a beautiful voice. I started writing songs because of her, and whenever she'd sing my songs, I'd feel like the luckiest guy in the world. When she sang those songs, everyone's eyes and ears would be on her, and she loved the attention. Even when she would claim the songs were hers, I didn't mind. I knew she wanted to be famous, and if my songs were the way she could get her dreams, I would happily stay in the shadows and support her with all my heart. But everything changed when she finally got what she wanted. One day while performing at a school event, an agent came up to her and gave her his card. Two weeks later, a recording label signed her. I took her to prom, but the romantic night I had been dreaming of for years suddenly crumbled in front of me when I asked her to dance and she swatted my hand away. I can't be seen with you anymore. What? Why? I'm gonna be famous now. What will people say if they knew I was dating a car wash boy? Huh? What will my fans say? I... But I love you. That's not enough. I won't have you ruin my dream. You're a nobody, and that will never be worthy of me. Now, get lost. Everyone saw, and everyone heard her break up with me at prom. I cried. It broke my heart. Every day, that moment was all I could think of. I was always so distracted that I got fired from my only job. And my old boss didn't give me a good reference, so I found it hard to get another job. The only person who was kind enough to hire me was some guy who lived in a mansion who took me in as a pool boy. He was barely there, which was great. I basically got paid to hang out in an expensive house. In just a year, Whitney's career skyrocketed. She went to award shows, sang on TV, one of her songs even got used in a movie. I knew then I could never reach her. Until one day, she came into my life again. My producer boss told me he had a very important artist coming over and to make the pool area in the garden presentable. He had me put up streamers and dress up nice. There was going to be a party that day, and the guest of honor was Whitney. I almost fell over when I saw her come in. She looked nothing like she used to, and I felt a twinge in my heart. She barely noticed me. I doubt she even recognized me. 
They were celebrating her debut album's success. All of the songs in it were songs that I wrote for her. My name was never even mentioned in the credits. I overheard her and the producer talk about something, and it sounded like an argument. It's in your contract, Whitney. I know, I know. But I'm an artist. Art can't be rushed. All the label is asking for is one song. One snippet of a song. If you want to capitalize on your fame, you have to record your next album right now. Or you'll just end up being a one-hit wonder. Whitney was struggling to write her next album. It wasn't a surprise since she didn't write the first one. Then, I saw them kiss. I guess that was how Whitney convinced the producer to have more patience. When Whitney finally saw me and recognized me, she cornered me. You, you have to keep this a secret, you hear? And you have to write me new songs. I... I'll pay you. But I couldn't simply do it anymore. She tore my heart in two. And now she wanted me to save her fake career? When I refused her, she had me fired. I guess if you're someone with a secret, you wouldn't want your secret keeper to be so close to the people who can end your career. For me, it was a record low. Did pool boys even get fired? How bad do you have to be as a pool boy to get fired? I was on my way to move back in with my parents when a limo stopped where I was walking. The window rolled down and I saw a beautiful woman beckon me towards her. The chauffeur stepped out and opened the door. Come in, I'll give you a ride. My mom always warned me about stranger danger, but she didn't say some of the strangers were gonna be that hot. So, despite my doubts, I hopped into the limo, and when we started moving, the woman handed me a card and shook my hand. I'm Lola. I represent Somi Records. I've been watching you for a while now. What? I'll keep it direct to the point. I heard a rumor that Whitney didn't write her own songs. I make it a point to investigate my rivals, and I found out you were the songwriter. Why didn't you say anything? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I loved her, I guess. I'll offer you a hundred grand as an upfront payment if you sign with us. I couldn't speak. I just nodded my head. I couldn't believe any of it was real. And yet, when I opened my bank account when she dropped me off at home, the money was all there. I had to pick my jaw off the ground when I saw how many zeros there were. I spent the better part of a year writing songs. I got myself a penthouse downtown, and I bought my family an apartment next to mine. Lola gave me a complete makeover, and they marketed me as a singer-songwriter who plays guitar. And then, they released my first album. My debut single was an instant hit. I wrote that song about how Whitney used me and dumped me for fame. So many girls wrote me emails and slid into my DMs telling me my song broke their heart, and that my voice made them fall in love. Actresses and models threw themselves at my feet. Women who didn't even know my last name asked me to marry them. I was invited to award shows and TV programs. I went to red carpets and galas, and on my arm would always be Lola, the beautiful girl who changed my life. My album was nominated for an award, and that night a designer came to me personally and fitted a suit for me. Italian brands fought each other for the chance to make me wear their shoes and belts. And when I got off the limo to go to the red carpet, a hundred flashbulbs lit up and innumerable paparazzi yelled out my name. There were girls lining up the street chanting my name. I knew that I'd made it. A familiar voice called out my name, and I turned around. It was Whitney. 
You! Get out of my shot! The paparazzi are taking pictures of me! Go back to whatever limo you're driving and stop standing in the middle of the carpet! I could tell she no longer recognized me, so I just gave her a small bow and walked into the theater. Later that night, as the ceremony went on, a security guard approached the table next to us where Whitney sat. It turned out she'd gatecrashed the ceremony as she wasn't even invited. But Whitney loudly protested and made things awkward. She even told the guard she would have him fired, and so the guard let her be. I won the award for best album that night, and I made a speech that shocked everyone. I would like to thank a very special lady here tonight. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have had the inspiration for this hit song. I believe some of you would love to know who the song is about. Well, you all know her. It's none other than Whitney. Whitney stood up and began to make her way to the door, not wanting any part of the drama she caused. But before she could escape, the spotlight found her. And just then, her phone rang. And then 20 different notifications. Everyone else's phones began to beep. And I looked at mine. The reviews for Whitney's new album had dropped. It was the first one where she wrote all the songs. And the critics trashed it. News articles about it kept popping up and her horrible songs were trending on Twitter. She ran out of there humiliated, and Hollywood never saw her again. It was many years later, while I was waiting for our limo to arrive as I carried my son, that someone tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around to find Whitney. I hardly even recognized her. She was wearing tattered clothes and had dark circles under her eyes. Oh my god, how could you hide our baby from me all this time? She said it loud enough so that everyone on the street could hear. And when people recognized both of us, they started whispering, I need money. You have to pay me for taking our baby. But before she could go further, the limo door opened and my wife stepped out. Child, I don't know what fantasy world you live in, but that is my baby. I know, because I was there the day it happened. She took out a photo of us and our newborn baby and showed it to anyone who could see. Now, whatever scheme you're trying to pull, it won't work. Now go back to your sad, unremarkable life. Lola pulled me into the limo, but before we drove away, I rolled down the windows and smiled at Whitney. If you didn't lie so much, maybe things would have turned out differently for you. And with that, I kissed my beloved wife and our limo pulled away, leaving my ex-girlfriend speechless on the sidewalk. Ms. Lopez was easily the best-looking teacher at our school, so sometimes I gave her compliments like, Miss Lopez, you look stunning today. Oh, thank you. That means a lot coming from a handsome boy like you. She gave me a kiss on my cheek, and my classmates were shocked. How could a teacher flirt so openly with her student? Well, for the school's Christmas party, Miss Lopez came dressed like a stripper Santa. I'm not exaggerating. The principal even made her change her outfit because it was too short. That's the kind of woman she was. But then I failed my Spanish exam and asked Miss Lopez if she would let me pass the course anyway. She responded, Okay, let's make a deal. I will give you a B-plus on your report card if you give me a compliment that makes me blush. Oh, <laughs> well, that's easy, Miss Lopez, because you are so beautiful that I would date you even if you were my own daughter. I wondered if I had gone too far, but she <laughs> bursted out laughing and said, You little perv, you have such a dirty mind. But okay, I'll let you pass the course. Maybe we flirted too much, though, because rumors spread that Miss Lopez and I were having an affair. The guys thought it was cool and gave me props, but one girl couldn't take it. My annoying girlfriend, Whitney. She completely freaked out when Miss Lopez told me, 
I can't believe you haven't found a girlfriend yet. You are such a cutie. I am his girlfriend! And now stop hitting on him, you shameless tramp! What? He is dating you? What a shame. He could do so much better. If that wasn't mean enough, Miss Lopez asked me to stay for a private talk after class. Problem was that Whitney refused to leave my side. She said, You are just a sad old lady who can't find a guy. That's why you're trying to steal my boyfriend away from me. <laughs> oh, I can have any man I want. But your boyfriend and I have a special connection. I just can't get him out of my mind. As revenge, Whitney drew an unflattering caricature of her on the blackboard. When Miss Lopez saw it, she immediately said, Whitney, did you draw that? Huh? Why? Does the drawing remind you of someone? Look, if you have a problem with my clothing style, just tell it to my face. That's not a style. It's an embarrassment. Well, why don't we ask the guys? Hey, listen up. If you think I'm better dressed than Whitney, please raise your hand. All the boys sided with Miss Lopez, and Whitney got so mad, I had to stop her from throwing her water bottle at her. And the following week, we went on a three-day class trip. We wanted to do a canoe tour, so Miss Lopez split us up into teams of two. When I was left without a partner, she said, Looks like we are together, my cutie. No way! My boyfriend stays with me! Actually, I am the teacher, and I get to decide. Whitney threw a huge tantrum, and Miss Lopez was forced to call her parents so they would pick her up. But first, Whitney took me aside and said, Promise me to stay away from that witch! I can't. She's my teacher. And I am your girlfriend, and you do what I tell you to do! But of course I didn't. The canoe tour was awesome. Miss Lopez wore a hot sundress, and we had a nice chat. There's something wrong with your girlfriend. Yeah, she's kind of annoying. Have you ever dated a real woman? Not just a girl? I don't think so. Not yet. Well, I think I can change that. What do you think? Can you put some sunscreen on my shoulders? Touching and massaging her skin felt so good. But we didn't go any further. Not even a little kiss. Only on the last night of our trip, Miss Lopez came to my bed and whispered, I want you to act sick tomorrow morning, so we can stay here another night while everyone else drives home. She didn't have to ask twice. I pretended to have a bad stomachache, and then Miss Lopez came into the dorm, saying, Oh, my poor baby, you look awful. You are not fit to go in the bus and drive home. But don't worry, I will take care of you. It was perfect. Once everyone was gone, Ms. Lopez put her arms around me and kissed me on my mouth. We kept going for hours until I got a message from Whitney asking, Why didn't you come back home? You were sick! Of course I didn't respond. Ms. Lopez was more important than my girlfriend. But in the evening, we went to a pub, and that's when Whitney stormed in. She threw Ms. Lopez to the ground and screamed, Stop it, Whitney. I'm 18. Ms. Lopez and I can do whatever we want. Yeah, listen to your boyfriend. He likes me more than you. She leaned over and started kissing me again. It was so good, but then Whitney pulled Ms. Lopez's hair again and they started fighting over me. It was a lot of fun to watch, but I had to separate them. Whitney, go home. 
I'm breaking up with you. Ha! You lost. Your boyfriend chose me because I'm way hotter than you. That's when Whitney started crying. I felt bad and wanted to give her a hug. But Ms. Lopez stepped between us and threw her beer all over Whitney. You get what you deserve, Chica. Then Miss Lopez took me to her room and we made out until sunrise. It was the best night of my life, even though I still felt guilty. When I got back home, I immediately messaged Whitney. I'm sorry for how I treated you and I hope I haven't hurt you too badly. She responded with photos of Miss Lopez's car. The windows were smashed and the whole car was covered in graffiti with nasty words on it. I guess women are just crazy when it comes to dating men. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.